Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Sherman in for Alex Pearson. Great to be with you. Hope you're having a wonderful evening. Uh, and I'm going to say uh, three words, and you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about or you're not. Greater Golden Horseshoe. What is that? What is the Greater Golden Horseshoe? You know about the Golden Horseshoe? That's the West End, the U around the West End of Lake Ontario. The Greater Golden Horseshoe is a huge area, about 32,000 kilometers uh, in total, and it covers everything from the western side of Durham region all the way to the other side of Niagara region, everything in between the city of Toronto, and it even uh, goes up northward towards uh, the Kawarthas, Peterborough, around towards Brantford, uh, Kitchener-Waterloo corridor. It's a very important area because it produces approximately two-thirds of the GDP of Ontario, uh, and encompasses right now about 25% of the population of Canada. And we're looking at about uh, 9 million people rising to somewhere in the vicinity of 13 to 14 million by uh, 2040, 2041. That is a very, very important area to be looking at, and there are a lot of controls on it, including Greenbelt and so forth. The Ministry of Municipal Affairs through the Ford government is really concerned about housing particularly uh, throughout the Greater Golden Horseshoe. You want to make all of that GDP happen, you have to have places to put people. And uh, so I thought that uh, a good idea would be to explain some of that tonight, and I'm not going to be able to do it as well as the, the guest I have online waiting for me because he's in charge of all of this. That's Steve Clark. He is Minister of Municipal Affairs of Ontario. Steve, how are you doing? Uh, Peter, I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, Shermanator. Shermanator and Clarkey, that's what we used to call each other back in legislative days, and we still remain friends. But uh, sometimes I have to ask the hard questions. You do. I don't don't think these are so hard for you, but we have, let's face it, a ridiculous situation right now, uh, not developing uh, right now, but but, uh, existing right now, and it's in the housing sector. Uh, and, and I know I happen to have sold in Niagara on the lake, and I'm looking in Toronto, and it's hard. Uh, we have, uh, we have people and, uh, we have nowhere to put them and that is getting worse. It's not getting better. Uh, and some have talked about, um, killing pieces of the green belt, but apparently that's not on the table. No, it isn't. No, it sure isn't. And, and we wanted to maintain protections in the green belt, uh, the Niagara escarpment, um, the Oak Ridges moraine, um, you know, th- this area, the greater golden horseshoe, Peter, uh, on that environmental side has some of the most significant, uh, hydrologic and ecological, uh, environment systems that we have in the country. And we made a very uh, conscious decision as we did both during the campaign and after that, we want to maintain those protections. Nothing that uh, is being proposed weakens any protections in the green belt or any of those other environmentally significant areas. But what we did do yesterday was we posted a number of amendments to the growth plan for the Greater Golden Horseshoe for basic public consultation. The consultation period is going to be uh, 45 days till the end of February. In addition, 
We're going to have seven regional roundtables to talk about the proposals. And actually, all of these amendments were a result of our first consultation that we had last fall. We had a number of roundtables where we asked stakeholders from a variety of sources, both the municipalities, the development industry, environmental, transportation, and agriculture, to come forward to give us their advice on what to do with the growth plan. These are things that people told us on the ground make sense and that our government should move forward on. Okay, so given the time frame that you yourself have laid out, it is reasonable for one to assume that by the time the uh, legislature rises uh, this coming summer for break, you will have tabled legislation that changes some of the rules but doesn't change the uh, the sanctity of uh, the, the Green Belt or the Oak Ridges Marine, which is part of it. So I've got to ask you this. You, you plan to allow, from everything I've read, local governments, that means cities and towns, you yourself having been a, a one-time small-town mayor, um, you're going to change the powers that they have and give them a little bit more power. And they've been angling for this for a long time. They want independence. They want to make some change that doesn't require provincial approval, which takes forever and sometimes is denied, so that they can look at what's called the settlement boundary areas. In mm -hmm. other words, where you can build. And that means levels of intensification and density. Translate those words for me, and because uh, that's gov speak. To, what does it mean to the average guy who wants to buy a house? Well, absolutely. It means that there's going to be more housing available. And, and that's, again, it's, it's, it's not just part of the... Uh, proposed amendments to the growth plan in the Greater Golden Horseshoe. I'm also doing a housing supply action plan consultation. Are our government committed to building more housing, building the the right types of housing in the right places at a cost people can afford? And and you know the the, the message that I had, and I can give you a little bit of government speak. There were there were six areas that we felt were very important to to look at. There were yes, you mentioned intensification and density targets. You also mentioned settlement boundary area adjustments that we did. But, you know, there are many other things that were of, of importance in this study. Major transit station areas, which we believe um, should be more intensified. There should be more density around those major transit station areas that municipalities uh, put forward. Employment planning, very, very important as part of this, as well as agriculture and natural heritage systems. Finally, for those small rural communities, and you're right to say that I was a a former rural politician. I represent a rural community now as an MPP. It's those small rural settlements to allow those councils to have that minor rounding in keeping with their rural character. You know, the, the message I have today with the, the amendments that we proposed yesterday, the previous government looked at a one-size-fits-all approach. That's not what we're doing. We have to recognize local government decision-making. We, we have to recognize what people were telling us on the ground. This, these amendments, they reflect what people told us on the ground. Things needed to change. Okay, well, I understand that things need to change, and I think there are a lot of people who do. And I don't know if you know it, but uh, this program is not just on in Toronto. It's on stations throughout southwestern Ontario. So there are a lot of people out there who are saying, well, thank God, what I think I'm hearing is uh, that uh, rural communities are going to have a say, that uh, they're not going to be infested with uh, bulldozers and backhoes, that agriculture is going to continue to be promoted and not torn up, and that's a good thing. Now, you just talked to me about... Um, transit hubs or at least areas where there's transit these this is an interdependent thing in other words you can't build transit where there's nobody and you can't have people where there's no transit so what you're doing is you're trying to create some kind of interlock right 
Yeah. So, yeah, what we, what we want is, a, and what we were told was the anticipation is we want a more streamlined approach that enables that delineation of those major transit station areas. We want them to happen faster so that zoning and development can occur, can occur sooner. So municipalities asked us that, that we allow them to look at that, to simplify the process, make, make very simple criteria so that they can change the targets if they feel they're appropriate. They have to reflect those on-the-ground realities. And, and it goes back again to allow that local government to make the decisions uh, but but from a provincial perspective, where we're making those significant transit investments, I know myself and my colleagues, we want to make sure that there's density and intensification because that's where people want to live. They want to live around those major transit station areas. It's going to be quite something uh, as we go down the next 10 years watching what happens to that Greater Golden Horseshoe. Let me jump subjects before we uh, sure. run out of time. You've been talking a fair amount recently about the regions uh, which, you know, York region is obvious, Durham region, Halton region, Niagara region, all the rest of it. Uh, and there is some hint, although nobody's announced anything, that maybe you're going to make some changes there. Are we talking about um, taking away what I would term a, a pseudo double layer of government at some point? Yeah, so, so again, what I announced yesterday was just a continuation of the announcements and the conversation that I started last August at the uh, Association of Municipalities of Ontario conference. I announced uh, last summer that we would be conducting a regional review. I started it informally at that AMO conference. I've talked to a number of people since then. So yesterday I appointed two very respected individuals, Michael Fan and Ken Sealing, who bring a wealth of information and who will be my special advisors to gather information uh, about regional government and, and look at it in a lens, I guess three lenses, to improve governance, to improve decision-making and service delivery. Those are the three things. But Peter, for, for those that don't understand, Ontario's regional municipalities, they were established in the mid-1970s. They're almost 50 years old. And, you know, populations have grown. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on infrastructure in those regions. And, and, and those hard-earned taxpayers' dollars are being stretched. So we want those governments to work harder and smarter and more efficiently. And, and again, our announcement in terms of regional government, we've appointed the two advisors, and we want to start that consultation with regional councillors, regional staff, uh, community organizations, and the public, just to get their ideas and advice on those three areas, improving governance, decision-making and service delivery. Okay, then on that subject, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you the same question I did on the other one. Is it reasonable to assume that you will have some recommendations that you will make public between now and the uh, rising of the legislature for the summer break this year? Yeah, I think it's going to be a little later than that. Uh, the, the, the conversations are going to start uh, very soon. I'm expecting uh, their recommendations and findings to be presented to me in early summer of 2019. And then we'll move forward based on uh, the volume and, and size of, uh, of their recommendations and, and their ideas that they've heard. So, you know, this is a, this is a summer 2019 uh um, decision for, for our government. Steve Clark, Minister of Municipal Affairs of Ontario, Municipal Affairs and Housing, I might say, also MPP for Leeds, Grenfell, Thousand Islands and Rideau Lakes. Always a pleasure, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate being on the show tonight. Anytime. I am Peter Sherman. This is Global News Radio.